What is um, one thing that you would say to a student? So thinking about yourself trying, you know, and when you were in a different school, trying to say to your friends, like, I think this is a problem and I, I want to do something about it. What do you say to somebody who's listening to this and thinking about that in the isolation of their own room or in their own sort of sense of experience without um, access to people who get it? Um, I would say ask yourself those really meaningful and thoughtful questions and actually think about your answer to this. Like, do you truly want to live this way for the rest of your life? Mm. No? Then what are you going to do about it? Because this is about self-discipline as well. Hello, and welcome to You Matter Here our Minnesota Transitions Charter School podcast, where we elevate the voices of our people, dig deeper into our big ideas, and explore how we show up for ourselves and each other in order to make magic happen. I am your host, Wendy Lorenz Walraven, the Director of Equity and Diversity here at MTCS. My hope is that as we spend time together, we will have an opportunity to explore three key questions. Who am I? Who are we? And who are we to each other? As it is the intersection of these questions that informs the assumptions we make, drives our behavior, and impacts our relationships with ourselves and with others. All right, so welcome to our MTCS podcast, You Matter Here. I'm extremely excited to speak to our guests today, all of whom are current students at Pease Academy, which stands for Peers Enjoying a Sober Education. Thank you all for being here and for your willingness to share your stories and insights with us today. I really appreciate it. So let's get curious. I'd love an opportunity for you all to introduce yourself, have a moment to um, share your name, share something that you think would be important for our listeners to know about you. Who wants to start? Okay, um, I guess I can start. My name is Mason. Um, been at Peace since May of 2021. I'm in my junior year now been there since I was a freshman, um, like the end of my freshman year. And I, my sober date is 5-3-22, so May 5th, and um, I'm a little over seven months sober. Yeah, right. So, Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, I'm Ella. I've been at Peace since March of this year, um, and my sober date is July 31st of 2022. Right on. And hi, um, I'm Momo. Um, and I've been at Peace since November of last year. Okay. And I, my sober day is 10-9-22. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, that's amazing. I, uh, you know, I think being a young person today is uh, hard enough. <laughs> and then um, you add in, you know, various layers of, of what your experiences have been. Um, so just even making it and being here today um, is something that you should be really proud of. And congratulations on um, the work it takes to to be in recovery, to be in active recovery, and to uh, keep those sober dates for sure. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you. Um, so how did this kind of question, I'll just ask questions to all of you and give you each an opportunity to, to answer if that works for you. Um, so how did you and your family or your guardian decide that Pease was a good fit for you? Yeah, so how I came to Pease was um, I went to treatment when I was 14 and then got out of there and um, kept kept using. And then 
Um, eventually things got really bad in, it was actually May, May, 2021. Um, and, uh, I, I had gone back to my old school at a treatment. I used to go to Centennial high school. Um, and yeah, I just kind of, things got bad and then I ended up overdosing and went to a, not, not, a, not a treatment, but just a, a regular psych ward or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there I got out and we had like this plan laid out. And part of the plan was that I have to go to peas and I didn't want to go <laughs> at all because I was like, yeah, I just didn't want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up going and I, I actually did like it my first day. So yeah, it was, um, yeah. And then I've, I've been, I had, I've had a couple of relapses and my time there and I wasn't fully sober, um, when I started. Um, however, the, the growth in community it brings is just like something else. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's kind of how I, how I got there. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate. Yeah, of course. Your bravery in that for sure. Hello, how about you? Um, so I going to treatment was like a surprise for me. I came home from school on a Friday, and my whole family was there. So my, you know, my mom, stepdad, dad, and stepmom, which was really weird. And they were like, "Hey, you're going to treatment um, next week." And today was your last day at your school. Like you're not going back. When you when you get out of treatment, you're going to this, this sober school that we like found out about. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the? F-? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but yeah, so I I was in treatment and um, I got sent home or I like didn't successfully complete treatment just because of like behavioral issues. And they wanted to send me to like a six to nine month long outpatient program. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, what? No, no. And so we like set up a evaluation with them and like the wait list was really long. And so my parents were like, Hey, remember this place we told you about? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, let's go tour it. So I like had a meeting with Michael and Katie and, you know, got to see the school. And I was like, this place is actually kind of dope. Like the people here seem really cool. So I ended up, it was supposed to be temporary. I was only supposed to go for a couple weeks until the outpatient opened up, but it really helped me a lot more than I think any treatment center could do. So yeah. Yeah, that's amazing, thank you. Yeah, Momo, how about you? Um, my story's a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm actually from Michigan. Um, and like the way I moved to Minnesota, uh, my mom and I had gotten into an argument um, and she kicked me out, and I was, like, already living all over the place, and, um, she took me off a phone plan, so I was, like, oh, like, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's really real. official, <laughs> yeah. um, and, like, my mom and my dad were split up, like, growing up, so I just called my dad, because he said he always has my back, and I was, like, hey, um, I'm stuck, can you please come pick me up, <laughs> um, this is, like, our first time talking to him in years, and he was like, yeah, we're going to pick you up Friday. And he was like, talk to your mom, make sure. And I was like, okay. And he was like, just kidding, we're coming tonight. <laughs> and uh-huh. um, on, he came, picked me up um, within 12 hours. And <clears throat> I remember on the drive there to here, to Minnesota, mm-hmm. 
um, my my stepmom and my dad were both like, hey, uh, do you use drugs? And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, of course. Because, I mean, like, easy question. <laughs> Next. <laughs> it was a normal thing where I was. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. We don't do that here. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, really? Um, and they were like, yeah. And um, <clears throat> within my first week, um, I found out about peace through a friend mm-hmm. of our family. And... Um, I had my orientation, and that was it, and I started. That's incredible. (laughs) A lot of surprises, but also, do you think that your willingness to just go, like, was because you felt like you didn't have another choice, or did you feel at some point that you were ready for that? Um, For both, because, like, I definitely had a really hard time from where I was, so I was willing to accept anything Mm -hmm. that they were offering me, um, because I was tired of having, I was tired of self-sabotaging everything. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty powerful place when you can get to a point where you want to invest more in yourself. Right? I agree. Yeah. Um, so how has PEAS been helpful for you in your recovery and your educational journey as you're doing both of those things alongside one another every day? I mean, for the educational part, like, I've never been to a school that's so, like, uh, what's the word? Like, they're just so close with you, and, like, they're so willing to help you in your, like, specific situation. And, like, they, like, I've worked with teachers for, like, an hour straight on one question because I'm confused. But, like, they're willing to do that. Like, any normal teacher would be like, no, sorry, I got to go help other students. But, like... Like, they love all of us so much, and Mm -hmm. it really means a lot. Um, And then the other part was, like, for my recovery, like, how has peace helped? Mm -hmm. Peace has helped literally with, like, probably 75% of my recovery. Like, I feel like treatment was kind of, like, the first, like, stepping stone to getting sober. Mm -hmm. Um, But peace was really how I've, like, stayed sober. I mean, I've only had one relapse since starting at peace. And... They just, it's so nice. Like we have, we have Rufus, like we can go and talk to him at any point in the day, like Mike and Katie, like even the teachers, you literally can talk to anyone. And like you meet so many different kind of people because students are always coming in and out. Mm-hmm. Like you meet so many different kind of people and different perspectives. And like a lot of them have been through a lot of the same shit that you have. And so you're really able to like connect with people in a way that you probably haven't before. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just very, it's very unique and it's helped me a lot. Yeah. One of the things that we've talked about when I have been, when I've talked with Rufus and talked with Katie and with Michael's really about this element of connection, right? And when you think about how connected or disconnected you were with yourself or with other people when you were in active use and how that connection that's provided at Pease really is an anchor for you all. Um, so it's, it's nice to hear you talk about that Mm -hmm. too. (laughs) One thing for adults to say things. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, perfect. So uh, Mason, Momo, how about you? Um, I can go. Great. Okay. Um, with my recovery, he's, um, helped with nearly all of it. Um, because I didn't have, um, what's the word? I didn't have treatment. 
to go to. Like, I never went. So I, I didn't know what anything anything was. Um, and the way that they provide, again, a, a community and um, a connection, the staff are insanely, like, they're so beautiful. And they show you their true personality instead of, like, a mask that they cover up with and have a dreadful <laughs> yearning to go home. Yeah. Um, <laughs> They, they actually care about you, and um, they listen to how you feel. They ask how you're doing, and it's a safe space to actually open up um, to any of the staff, like, you know, not just the Rufus. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's a really, like, beautiful to me because, like, again, I had never... I, I'm 18, and I had never come across any teachers in any school that were like this like maybe one yeah you know and to have an entire community from that and to be introduced to a community that also can relate to you Mm -hmm. is amazing um and with my education they've really really helped me there too because i'm right now a super senior Mm -hmm. and i thought coming here that i had no chance of ever having like being able to get a high school uh, diploma. Mm-hmm. Um, but now they've introduced me into a program to where I'm going to be able to start college in January. Yes. Um, so it's it's so amazing. It's really, it's so beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. That's so, um, I'm very excited for you, uh, you. And, your, and your journey. That is um, definitely something to be proud of and we're gonna have to have some kind of graduation (laughs) thing for you to celebrate that's great how about you mason um yeah for the the like education part um before i came i was like uh in like middle school i was like a's and b's and then like eighth grade ninth grade just was like almost failing Mm -hmm. really because you know i was just in active use and then i came to p's and uh, first year and last year, my grades weren't very good, but significantly better. And then now I have um, A's and B's again. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason that the that my grades were better ties into the um, like recovery piece too. Just right. feeling comfortable there, mm-hmm. and it takes like a it takes a while to get comfortable. But um, you, you know, you can talk to any of the teachers about anything. Um, yeah, and then. As far as, like, my recovery, it's helped a lot in both really helpful good ways and also, like, necessary evils type <laughs> of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, I've had some of my worst days there, some of my best days there, whatever. But just the connection of, like, other people that are your age that kind of get it, mm-hmm. that, like, understand. Because at any other school... If you try and talk to somebody like, you know, this is like I'm, I'm like smoking weed and it's like too much or whatever. And I feel like it's like becoming a problem. Like people would like laugh at me right. or something like, bro, like, I don't know. Um, you mean like the peers that like you're like yeah, friends yeah, with yeah, minimize? Yeah. yeah. Like, well, why is it a problem? Yeah, exactly. Because right. people then like understand and, and whatever, but at at peace everyone kind of understands and we like go to meetings with each other after school mm-hmm. sometimes um, usually what do you say like usually people do that almost every week mm-hmm. and um, 
it's it's a very like tight knit community, mm-hmm. um, and it takes a while to kind of like figure out how you fit in. But once you do, it's really, you know, it's really great. Mm-hmm. So, so you said that you know many of you seek when you say go to meet like you go to meetings outside of school time. So you yeah. organize and go and and are and supporting each other actively in your recovery outside of school too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we do. Um, we have also our after school programming, mm-hmm. which is open to people outside of peace as well. Oh, okay. Um, and that's um, Tuesdays and Thursdays. And that we do once a week. One of those days will be a meeting and food. And then another day will be something fun and mm-hmm. food. And yeah, but we all, we all kind of like know like the different meetings and like what's around and like we know the people there and yeah, people know each other's sponsors and we just do shit like that together. So mm-hmm. what is um, one thing that you would say to a student? So thinking about yourself trying, you know, and when you were in a different school, trying to say to your friends, like, I think this is a problem and I, I want to do something about it. What do you say to somebody who's listening to this and thinking about that in the isolation of their own room or in their own sort of sense of experience without um, access to people who get it? Talk to somebody. It can be anyone. And I know some people that don't have a trusted person like that in their life, and that's tough. But I just encourage anyone to reach out to whoever they can because you never know what kind of, like, connections you have. Like, I never knew my aunt um was in recovery when she was my age Mm -hmm. and I like I never knew that and then you know figuring that out so I would say just reach out to somebody like you're not alone second off you like you when I was in that position I felt like I was the only one that could kind of understand what I was what was happening and what what I was feeling what was going on and then I started meeting other people in my same shoes and reading the like different books of either whatever it is NAA whatever and like reading the books and being like damn that's me <laughs> in there so just like just know um if you're feeling that way that you're not alone even though it may feel like it um yeah and just reach out to whoever you can honestly mm-hmm. or there's like or some people if some people are at a spot where they're like you know F- I'll go to a meeting mm-hmm. you can find them online really easily what so. would you look up in order to find? Um, well, there's an app. Um, there's a meeting app. There's a couple meeting apps, but I recommend the one with the blue chair. I forget what it's called. Okay. And then it's like meeting guide. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, meeting guide. Yeah. And then you can just look up meetings in my NA or AA in meetings. Your area? Yeah. Yeah. And it's not you know you don't have to just do Alcoholics Anonymous or Narcotics Anonymous. There's we have a student um, recently started that does like recovery Dharma. Which okay. is like something else. There's like, what else is there? Um, there's um, Overeaters Anonymous. Um, you can also go to online meetings too. Yeah, yeah. Right. there are yeah. online meetings like Zoom, Google mm-hmm. Meet, mm-hmm. that type of thing. I just look up NA online meetings and it, click a couple links and you'll find. Some. Yeah, and there's also I think there's like, there's Smart Recovery. That's another program. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so there's lots of different stuff you can do, but. The, the main thing is, like, don't be afraid. And mm-hmm. that's way easier said than done. Yeah, right. Um, and try not to be too hard on yourself, mm-hmm. which is something, like, I still struggle with that. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, even now I beat myself up over shit that I did mm-hmm. in, like, active use. 
Yeah, for and, sure. And um, just know, like, yeah, just reach out. That's what I would say. Reach out to whoever you can, and mm-hmm. it's not your fault. Yeah, absolutely. And there is, you know, something on the other side of when you are able to process and let go of some of that shame or guilt or any of those things for your past, right? I think when you're living in recovery, you're trying to live in the here and now you're trying to dream about your future, but you're constantly being reminded about your past. Oh yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I think that, that, that self-compassion that you talk about, I think we can spend our entire lives developing and, and really learning what that means to be genuinely self-compassionate. Yeah. Not easy for sure. No. How about you? We'll go to Ella. Um, I think, meetings are probably the best way to go because you don't always have someone in your life like kind of what you're saying about like public school like there's not like sometimes like no one you surround yourself with will really truly understand where you're coming from Mm -hmm. and going to a meeting you probably won't know anyone when you first go like so no one and like it's a completely judgment-free space like and you're plus, you're in a room full of people that are literally all there for the exact same right. reason. Like right. it's just a room of yeah. it's just a bunch of drug addicts. Yeah. Like <laughs> we understand. And yeah. if you're if you're listening and you're like, maybe this isn't for me, then that's fine. Mm-hmm. But like the point is that you gave it a shot and you listened to it and you tried to connect. And if you couldn't, that's okay. But if you can, then you know you can open up to these people. Right. And you know have that space if you don't have that at home or at school or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because even finding that that's not the space for you doesn't mean there's no space for you. It just right. means that one isn't it, and that's yeah. just as valuable to learn, right? Yeah. There's so like, many. There's so many options out mm-hmm. there. When you think about going, so I'm th- I'm just trying to like think about going to a meeting by myself <laughs> as a young person. Like my assumptions are that the people in the room will be significantly older than I am. Is it? Is it have has it been your experience that you have been kind of surprised by the age range? Are there people who are your age? Um, yeah. So um, there's depends. this meeting. I yeah. It it kind of depends what meetings yeah. you go to, especially with Alcoholics Anonymous. It definitely does go for like an older crowd. <laughs> um, yeah, and is a little younger. Yeah, and is definitely a bit younger. But I go to a meeting on Friday nights called Young and Recovery, and it's called Young and Recovery, so it's mostly young people but there are a few like really old people that show up and like it's just fun like you get to kind of like everyone's young at heart is what we say you know um so yeah na is definitely like you know because i used to think like aa and na was like you're in a church basement like you've got cold coffee and you're surrounded (laughs) by old men like (laughs) yep yeah but in some cases that is true right you might find that but you might find yeah definitely that could be the case but there's like a bunch of like you'll meet so many people yeah at meetings i love that how about you um if i were to talk to someone um either younger than me or the same age um i would say ask yourself those really meaningful and thoughtful questions and actually think about your answer to this like do you truly want to live this way for the rest of your life Mm. no then what are you going to do about it because this is about self-discipline as well. Um, I would say take these small steps of get up out of your bed, clean your room, take a shower, and create a base for yourself to where you feel motivated enough to go to a meeting. 
or mm-hmm. open up or even write in a journal how you're feeling. Um, but I would definitely say too, go to a meeting. Um, and I wouldn't say like, don't like if you don't like it. I would say just go to another one. Like mm-hmm. venture out, and if like NA or AA or these types of programs aren't for you, that's okay. Um, and you will find your peace, whether that be through religion, music whatever else but just do not give up because I've been in a position where giving up felt like the only option and I don't I know now that I'm safe and I'm secure and Mm -hmm. no matter what things will be okay Mm -hmm. and like like this feeling right now like I would say like this is temporary and I know it doesn't feel temporary but it is and like I'm hugging you <laughs> through the mic, you know? Yeah. It's it's okay. It's okay. Yep. That's really powerful. I think too, you know, your point about like get up, take a shower, clean your room, right? Doing some of those little things. Sometimes I think we wait to feel like doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes that feeling doesn't come. But if you yep. do some of those basic things then it does change your mood it does change and give you different access to things yeah and like even if you don't feel like it just force yourself just do it (laughs) yeah and i know that's easy to say but just force yourself yeah because i like i'm sure like we've all dealt with that in here Mm -hmm. we just have to force ourselves to get up yep and sometimes some days are like that Mm -hmm. and it's okay it is okay yeah but to keep trying yeah right and find your community for sure I think you bring up a good point too, Mo, about creating like a okay situation for you to go to a meeting in, because like, um, just go to meetings is like scary and new for someone that's never been before. Mm-hmm. Um, if you just go, if you go with like no, if you're in like a depressive hole, and you like just can't. Um, it's you're probably not gonna want to go to a meeting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so so trying to, like, take those little steps, too, is also very important. Mm-hmm. And, like, it, I feel like change can be perspective sometimes. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, like, if you, if you have a perspective of I'm not going to enjoy it, I'm going to want to go home, I'm probably going to leave, then that may happen. Mm-hmm. But if you, like, have the willingness to, to try just to have an open mind, even if yeah. you're still apprehensive, that's okay. But just have the willingness to just try. That mm. would be that's really helpful too. If you live in a small town, like and you there's not very many meetings at all, or like once twenty minutes away, and you don't have a ride, um, I would say definitely like go on Reddit. <laughs> there's so many resources out there. Mm-hmm. Go on different platforms and look up um, like different. Uh, groups that maybe you could join and reach out because I think that we're all here mm-hmm. to support each other. Yeah. Sometimes I just be joining groups in like France for fun and <laughs> <shit>. like, <laughs> like just on like an online meeting. Yeah. Yeah. Which is nice to find that like all around the world you have some commonalities, right? Oh, and yeah. being yeah. able to find those <clears throat> connections and who knows, maybe that person in France has like one piece of wisdom that just is the thing that changes things for you, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just never know. You never do. 
Yeah. And I think, you know, your point about being able to be online and like check in with things too, like for people who might like that step of like walking into a space that's new or different and not knowing what you're going to find starting even with some of those online options can be a really great way to kind of test the waters, I think. Yeah. And that's why I think peas is so great because everything we're talking about, about like a new person trying to like figure out and maybe go to a meeting, you get an introduction to it in a really like a really good way mm-hmm. at these because you are surrounded by people not exa- maybe not exactly your age but like in high school right. that are already doing these things that um maybe you think you should be doing maybe you don't want to do them at all maybe you want to like whatever the case may be you're just when you get there you're surrounded by people that have that already are doing the things right so what is the biggest thing that you've learned so far in your time at Pease? That's hard. <laughs> I like to ask hard questions. I'll go first. Okay. Great. Thanks. Um, yeah, that's hard because there's so many things. Like in the past nine months or however long I've been here, like I literally learn something new every day. It's crazy. Um, but probably this is especially like more recently. Recently, um, I learned that perspective is everything, mm-hmm. um, and going out of your comfort zone is how you grow <laughs> as a person. Mm-hmm. You know, recovery is like a small part of who you are. There's also like the mental health aspects, and just like there's so much going on at one time, and. Um, if you're like really struggling like with mental health, let's say like you can be extremely depressed and like, you know, especially when using, you kind of don't really have like the coping mechanisms to help yourself get out of that space. Right. And you kind of think like, this is gonna last forever. Like I've kind of learned that like what Mo was saying, like you need to know that like it will get better. Mm-hmm. Like it will, even if it feels like absolute right now, like you feel like you can't see yourself moving on. like. You know, it, like it changed, like life is constantly changing. Like, yeah. yeah, it's just things do get better. And like, you need to realize that that's, you know, that's not forever, this feeling that you're having. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It, your life is so much bigger than um, any intense moment of your experience. Right. And um, I think even when you put that into the context of recovery, I think a lot of use is about changing your state right it's about (laughs) avoiding or it's about (laughs) running from or doing things and so being able to recognize that your experiences have value as they are Mm -hmm. and that they aren't that this thing isn't going to dictate how the rest of your life isn't isn't gonna go exactly you need to you know you can let yourself feel the emotions that you're having Mm -hmm. but don't let them like take over you know because that's when it like becomes kind of unmanageable totally yeah you don't have to be swallowed by them for sure yeah I would say, like, I've learned that it's okay to f*** up and that, like, like l- that love isn't conditional. Yeah. It's not. And um, that no matter what, the, like, the support that you build around you will be there. And um, things take time. Mm-hmm. And no matter the time it's fine. Like it, it doesn't matter. Like time truly doesn't matter. (laughs) Um, and like, just take your time. Mm -hmm. It's going to be okay. Have a willingness, um, have an open mind 
and um, yeah, trust trust people, but be careful. Trust <laughs> <people>. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I, I love what you said about you know what you build around you because really what you intentionally build around you is what you are surrounded with in your life, mm-hmm. right? And so what you put your energy towards, who you put your energy into, um, and you know the efforts that you put to to building those connections or lack thereof, right, is is what you're left standing with <laughs> at the yeah. end of the day. It could be a terrifying thing to surround yourself with people mm-hmm. who don't necessarily care about your recovery. Right. Because they'll put you in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. So it's like, put yourself first. Yeah. <laughs> and it's okay to be selfish because that will turn into selflessness yeah. in the future. And you'll be able to help someone else. Yeah. And that's amazing. Yeah, I really do believe that we're only as good for other people as we are for ourselves, mm-hmm. right? And when we can show up really solidly with that self-love and that self-compassion, then we have so much more to give, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of my favorite quotes is like, um, self-care is about giving people the best of you instead of what is left of you, right? Yeah, like <laughs> and being that. able to just like know. And I think that is something that, um, that again, you, that I think Pease does a really great job of a really you have to take time for yourself. You have to take time to process. You have to take time to, to own your experiences and own your emotions in order to move through them. Um, and then you take the time, right? Like, and I think you all mentioned that you can reach out to anybody throughout your day. Um, and your experience is what will be prioritized. Kind of the thing that's standing out to me is, um, like the opposite of addiction is connection. Mm-hmm. Um, we're all there for a common purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter what's going on, you can always rely on somebody, mm-hmm. and people understand what you're going through. People, like, get it. If you could talk about something with someone, someone might have had the same experience. Like, you don't know. It's just you're in a tight-knit community of people that are going through, the like, the exact same feelings and shit that you are going through. Right. And even though it doesn't feel like that all the time, mm-hmm. it, it just is. So, yeah, I'd say that's the main thing is just the connection. Yeah. And being brave enough, I think, to share your story so you can find those connections. Right? Yeah. So you can say those things out loud so that someone else has an opportunity to be like, hey, yeah, me yeah. too. For sure. <laughs> For sure. Yep. And um, we, we joke a lot, too, about, yeah. all, about mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. No, I don't see it. I think it's a very serious place all of the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't um, smile. No. No, <laughs> no smiling. No colors <laughs> either. It's taken from us. Nope. Well, I, those are my, my main questions for you. I guess I will kind of open it up if there's anything that you particularly want to say or share um, before we we wrap up. I think you covered everything. Yeah, I yeah think, uh, this was yeah. cool. You all are cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I re- again, I really appreciate your willingness to come here and just share parts of your story, um, share parts of yourselves with us. I think that there's... Um, like I said, there's a lot of value that I have in, in learning from you. Um, and certainly my hope is that uh, someone listening out there somewhere can see parts of themselves in, in these stories and never give up, um, offer that unconditional love and support for a young person or be a, love, a young person who can offer that love and, and support for themselves and each other. So yeah. thank yeah, you for being so. here. Yeah, of thank course. You. Thank you. For all of you listening, I just, I appreciate you tuning in and for your willingness to listen for understanding. That's what it's all about. So stay curious, ask more questions, and until next time, this is your host.
and he learns vibe.